always serving a fresh cup of daily inspiration, Deanna Hobbs. Today's inspiration is to inform you that God is about to bless you even more. The Lord wants to exceed your expectations. You have some needs and some requests before the Lord. He is going to do even greater than you might imagine. Welcome to this, your Wednesday, July 18th, 2018 edition of your Daily Cup of Inspiration podcast. My name is Deanna Hobbs, founder of Empowering Everyday Women Ministries, a 501c3 nonprofit organization that distributes free resources all around the world to help you grow in your faith and become everything God has destined you to be. I bring you warm greetings live from Empowering Everyday Women Ministry Studios right here in the city of Buffalo, New York. It is currently 66 degrees in the Queen City. Every morning when I get to greet you, I just get excited. It's a blessing to have you here. Every single podcast you hear, it's available to you as a free resource. Stream and download it on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher.com, your daily cup of inspiration.com, player.fm on my YouTube channel under my name, Deanna Hobbs, D-I-A-N-N-A-H-O-B-B-S. Just click that red subscribe button, turn on your notifications, and every time a podcast is uploaded, you will be among the first to know. Follow me on social media at Twitter, Team Deanna Hobbs, Facebook, Deanna.Hobbs, and Instagram at I am Deanna Hobbs. Let's get into today's word. I am in great anticipation of what the Lord will say to us. God, our Father, thank you for this day. You have preordained this moment, and you have ordered the steps of the individual who pressed play. Give me clarity and wisdom that I might speak your word with accuracy and the anointing and minister to them in the depths of their spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. So Daily Cup family, we have a beta fish named Skittles. The kids named Skittles that because he is colorful. And they say his body makes them think about the colorful candy Skittles. We all enjoy taking turns feeding Skittles and talking to him and making sure he's cared for. Our youngest son, Caleb, is particularly fond of Skittles. So periodically, he'll do his checklist to make sure we're doing our due diligence and nurturing our beta the way that we ought to. To be. So yesterday he got really concerned that the filter pads in the tank needed to be changed. He was insistent. And so my husband Kenya explained to Caleb that we had actually changed the filter pad about four weeks ago and that the water is clean and the levels in it are ideal. Everything is a-okay. We make sure that the fish is consuming the right kinds of food and that we do everything in our power to keep our fish healthy. We all take our job very seriously. And yet, Caleb is the self-appointed family fish caretaker. So he is always concerned. And I love that. I think it's important. If you get a pet, take care of God's creation. Do the best that you can. And as I was thinking about how much Caleb cares about our fish and does everything he can to make sure the circumstances circumstances are ideal. I consider the fact that I'm so glad the one who created us also cares about our environment. He nurtures us and makes sure the conditions are just right for us to thrive, even though sometimes it looks like the environment, the situation, the circumstances are not conducive to victory or fruitfulness or productivity. And this morning, the Lord had me engrossed in the book of Ruth. Ruth was a Moabitess and Moab was cursed by God because they had rejected 
rejected him and given themselves over to idol worship. According to Deuteronomy 23.3, no Moabite or any of their descendants for 10 generations could be admitted into the assembly of the Lord. We also learn in Genesis chapter 19 verses 36 through 37 that Moab, the individual that birthed the Moabite nation, was born out of an incestuous relationship between Abraham's nephew Lot and his older daughter. Clearly, Ruth didn't come from the best stock, but thank God for the grace and mercy of God. She was the daughter-in-law of a woman named Naomi. But sadly, Naomi's husband Elimelech died and later her two sons, Milan and Chilion, passed away. Milan was Ruth's husband. Now both Ruth and her mother-in-law, Naomi, were widowed and poor. Naomi was depressed and alone and desperate. To make matters worse, all this happened during a time of famine. So Naomi decided to return to Bethlehem and Ruth went with her. And this is where Naomi had lived before her life fell apart. It was the time of the barley harvest. Now under the law, poor people could glean or gather a harvest in the field. This was different from the official gleaners. They were known as the harvesters and they were actually employed to reap the harvest in the field. Ruth wasn't one of them. She was this poor gleaner who had to wait until the harvesters finished and then she would go and pick up the stalks of grain left behind by harvesters, making sure she and her mother-in-law had food to eat. Though they were living off of scraps and leftovers, they were absolutely grateful for the provision, but God had more for them. He had positioned Ruth in a field owned by an influential rich Israelite named Boaz, who was related to Naomi's late husband, Elimelech. God put Ruth on Boaz's radar. He treated her kindly. He told his workers to deal warmly with her. He fed her and made sure she had plenty of water. Boaz acted in a very specific capacity in this biblical story. Under the law, when somebody was widowed, it was the responsibility of an unmarried man in the family to take her as his bride so that she wouldn't be destitute. This was called the law of the leveret marriage or kinsman marriage. So the kinsman redeemer, that's the proper term for him. The kinsman redeemer was one who delivered or rescued. Eventually, we know that Boaz and Ruth got married and had a son named Obed. This divine seed became the father of Jesse, who became the father of David and the forefather of Jesus Christ. Ruth, this woman who came from a history where she was considered cursed, found herself in the lineage of Jesus Christ. Boaz was Ruth's kinsman redeemer. Yahweh is Israel's redeemer. And in the New Testament, Jesus Christ is our kinsman redeemer who rescued us from the grip of sin. And even though we might not have come from the right stock, his grace was extended to us. Like Ruth, you may have lost a lot. Like Naomi, you might feel bitter and dejected and desperate. It might seem that God has forsaken you. You try and go two steps forward and you get knocked three steps backward and you wonder, God, when will this cycle end? When will my season of breakthrough manifest? When will my change come? When will my harvest manifest? God has sent this word today to declare unto you, Christ, your kinsman redeemer has already worked a miracle for you. He has already sacrificed his life so that you could live abundantly. The thief comes but to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus says in John 10, 10, I have come that you might have a life and have it more abundantly. Abundant living is yours. God is going to do exceeding abundantly above all you could ask or think according to the power that works in you. This we know from Ephesians 3, 20. So get your head up. Know that you've got a kinsman redeemer 
who is here to rescue you. He dashes in. He rushes in to show you favor, to show you kindness, to show you love. I know the circumstances may not be ideal and it could be a time of famine in your life, but God will make you fruitful in the wilderness. You may not feel like it, but you've been positioned for favor. This is not all there is for you. This is not the conclusion of your story. God has greater. He's going to bless you even more to get you ready for what's about to happen. I'm stirring Isaiah 61 3 in the New International Version into your cup of inspiration, which says God will bestow upon you a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning and a garment of praise instead of despair. As you drink down the contents of your cup, get excited that God is about to bless you even more. You might have your head hung down. Lift it up today as Psalm 24 7 says, lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lift up ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. The King of glory, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, your kinsman redeemer, the first and last, Alpha and Omega, beginning and the end, lover of your soul, your deliverer, your restorer, your strong tower, your very present help in trouble, is speaking to you today to tell you, I'm going to bless you even more than you're anticipating. Not only will it be well with you, but the outcome will accomplish the will of God and bring him glory through your life. The grace of God is extended to you today. Now let's pray. God, I pray for this, my sister, this, my brother. Thank you for this word that ensures them that you are lifting them up and we speak deliverance, victory, breakthrough, overflow, that you will exceed their expectations and go above and beyond all they can imagine. Thank you for blessing them and their family and taking care of all that concerns them. We glorify you now for the release of blessings and favor. In Jesus' name, amen. Your Daily Cup of Inspiration podcast has been brought to you by Empowering Everyday Women Ministries, where we help fuel your faith every day. For more information, log on to www.deannahobbs.com. 